Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome back. Hello. Hi, Morgan. Hi. Are you excited for today? Oh, I am. I feel like we've come full circle. I know. We're like doing an episode where it all started. Yes. Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. people. Books and movies. Books and movies. Uh, if you, Unless you have been living under a non-sexual rock <laughs> for a very long time, right. you would know that these were books that got turned into movies um, and then consumed our lives for a very long time. Right. But the books themselves are by E.L. James. Uh, the movies are out, available. The books are out and available. There's even new rewrites on the books from Christian Gray's point of view. Right. Um, it's still a phenomenon. Like, it's still going on. Right. So we have Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker. Freed. Freed. Yeah. Yeah. And then the same, the books yeah. and the movies. And then now there's some new books that right. have finished it out from Christian's point of view. But... Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. So I feel, and, and we've talked about this before, I feel like this is where my uh, non-shaming book smut started. Correct. Well, this is where my smut started in general. This was the first romance smut book. Uh, it was the first one I ever read. Yeah. Huh. Isn't it weird to know that this actually was kind of a fanfic? It started as a fanfic yeah. from Twilight. Yeah. When I, I remember reading that, not Twilight, but I read yeah. um, Fifty Shades. Like, I remember reading that that's kind of where this came from. And I was like, I kind of can, I get, I get that, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. Yep. Because it just blew the fuck up. I mean, there's Fifty Shades babies. Like, there's the Fifty Shades baby generation. Yeah. Women went nuts. Yeah. And I think it also became a point in which it wasn't shameful to read smut. Mm -hmm. It became like a cool thing. You weren't, you weren't seen in public. Well, also it, the covers adjusted, right? So yeah. there was not, there's not a naked man, a uh, half naked woman on his lap or whatever sexy covers. Mm -hmm. These books didn't have that. No. So you could be out in public reading this book and if someone walked by and didn't know what Fifty Shades was, you'd never know it was smut. Right. So it allowed people to go and like actually read it out in public, but also like, I don't give a fuck if you know I'm reading smut either. Yeah. So I remember the first time I told my mom I was reading this book and she was like, oh yeah, me too. And I was like, huh. I know. I had that moment too. Yeah. And I was like, mom, never talk to me about no. I mean, she listens to this podcast right. and I'm like, you're never allowed to ask me questions. Right. There's no follow-up, Julie. You're not allowed. Yes. Um, so yeah, it is something that you could have shared with your mom or could have grossed you out. I don't know. I did like get into this with my sister. Like, you know, we had many a conversations about yeah the Fifty Shades books and then when the movies and stuff came out. How about when the movies started or like, you know, all the hoopla about the movie started and at 
the very first person that they casted as Christian Grey. Do yeah. you remember? Yeah, it was the Charlie Hoonan, right? From Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Oh. Now, how do you feel, having seen the movies, how do you feel if he would have been in the movies? Well, it's hard to picture him in the movies because I like Jamie Dornan. I do too. Now, I did not like Jamie Dornan for the first movie. I personally didn't like the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh but I loved Jamie Dornan as Christian Grey in the last two movies. Yes. So it's hard for me to picture him because I feel like, um, I don't know, when I think of Charlie Hoonan, I think of Jax from the Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when I try to picture him as Christian Grey, he's too hard. Yeah. Like his character, I felt like would have been too hard uh, to portray Christian Grey. Uh so I don't know. I think I think Jamie Dornan was the good Christian Grey. Just didn't love it for the first movie. But I think the first movie was, and I loved Dakota Johnson for all of the movies. I yes. loved her as Anna. So yes. I felt like the casting was good. I don't know. The first movie just didn't like grasp me as much as the other ones. I kind of was like, there's like just little things that I would laugh. Like, it's not, it's not a movie that's, it's not like a laughing movie. It's not, yeah. you know, but there are things are like, something would happen and I'd be like, oh my fucking God, that's the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. So like the first movie was a little off for me, but the second two were bombed. Yeah. Well, the first one, we both saw it at like the special premiere yeah. in our town. We were well, not friends yet. No. Didn't know who, who you were. Yeah. I went with my sister and- the entire movie is it's happening so everyone is silent right and you get to the part where she was like are you gonna make love to me now and he was like i fuck and i fuck hard my sister spit pop (laughs) she laughed and spit pop out and everyone turned around was like looking down our row and i'm leaning back in my chair like it was her i totally sold her out like no it was so embarrassing but she laughs like that at every yeah. time he opened his mouth to say anything sexy. I hated Later's Baby. I hate it. I never, I didn't like it in the books either. I hated it in both. Yeah. It just was super corny for me. Um, The first, in the first movie, the thing that I don't know why I even noticed this. I'm kind of a detail freak, but no, <laughs> she's a virgin. Yeah. Like everyone knows this. Uh, but when he goes to take her panties down when they're having sex for the first time, it's like she's never touched a razor in her life. Can someone always explain this to me? Because she's what? She's in college. Yeah. She's about, she wasn't even graduated yet. Yeah. Right? So she's, what? we'll just say 21. Um, have you never shaved your fucking legs? The upper legs? Right. Like, yeah. I was very confused. I understand they were trying to make her be like this, like, virgin like non-sexual like didn't know what it felt like to have an orgasm introvert type of girl yeah but why do you not know how to shave your legs i don't i'm not grasping no the connect there i don't remember it being like that in the book though no it was like never that wasn't like where you were supposed to be in that right. moment. But in the movies, we had to focus on it yeah. because it was just big and right there. Right. Something that was in 
the movies that was never in the books, especially in the second movie, was he was constantly fucking her with his pants on. Why? Why? His body, like, quadrupled hotness Fuck. between book one yeah. and two. He got real hot yeah. <laughs> for movie two. Yeah. Um. And but he was constantly, you know, bending her over, and yeah. all the stuff was hot. Like his his naughty yeah. talk was hot. was hot. The way he was pushing her down was hot. But he wouldn't take his fucking pants right. off. And I'm like, why are you still like with pants on all the time? She was always naked. Yeah. And he always had his pants on just under his butt. Yeah, like even when he was, she would be like hanging in the playroom, and he would have like the jeans, yeah. you know, like the oh, special those jeans. jeans. Um, and he would still like you would just you'd still have them on and i'm like do you have like some kind of burnt up legs that right. we don't know about like why are you never fully naked yeah i don't understand i didn't uh i didn't un i didn't it it's sexy the first time because yeah. you want to fuck so bad you can't take your clothes off but after the second third and fourth time like bitch take your pants take off. your fucking pants off right. like all the way off yeah please and thank you right like we don't even get to see your dick can we at least get a side view right. like come on um, well, how about flipping it a little bit? How about something that was in the books that I think almost, thank God, was not in the movies? Do you remember in the books there was a big deal in book one about the period oh, sex scene? yeah. And we didn't get that in the right. movie. And everyone was like, I wonder if we're going to get it. And you're like, none of you want to sell tickets. You're not. <laughs> no, because, I mean, you don't want to show that in the movies. Yeah. But I feel like since we're on the topic, I kind of feel like periods in general are like this thing that you're not supposed to talk about or acknowledge when you're in a relationship or fucking somebody like we're fucking do you immediately think now I'm not gonna ever get my period right like you're fucking a woman yeah any man over the age of we'll say 16 probably yeah or younger if they have siblings know that a woman gets her period mm-hmm so it was such a big thing, I feel like, in the book. It was like kind of like a <gasps> gasp moment. Yeah. But in real life, if you ever want to have sex with your significant other or husband during your period, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It happens. Yeah. Some people prefer not to. Yeah. But sometimes the mood hits you. I'm not saying, like, I want you to rip out my fucking tampon i could do it myself thank you so much mm -hmm. but it happens period it sex whatever but can we just i feel like it was just this big ordeal why I, I don't i liked it i like that she wrote it because it was like a taboo topic yeah you know what i mean like people never discussed if they no. had sex or not and then here you've got this like sex scene that you're not even envisioning like what's about to happen right and you literally like you know rips her tampon out of her and you're like wait oh. hold on that's really yeah. gonna ha like he's gonna he doesn't care no and so then it just now you know i think it helped open right. a lot of women's eyes to be yeah. like listen motherfucker if yeah. i want to fuck you while i'm on my period right. you better enjoy that shit because right some women don't but, but also that's the thing right he didn't care he didn't care and that's the thing like yeah. i'm you know i've been yeah. married for a while so if you if i tell my husband to grab me some tampons at the store he doesn't blink twice nothing but why can't a girl who's dating somebody that they've been with for a couple months and he's running to the store be like, hey, can you grab me some tampons? You never do that. Like, oh my God, I can't ask you to do something like that because I'm supposed to pretend I'm not on my period. Right. So I liked that part of the book because it's real life. Yeah. It 
that shit's not supposed to scare a man. A real man wouldn't be scared about it. I think that was the point. Yeah. I think that was the point. I also think, too, like, how sexually educated he is Mm -hmm. versus where she wasn't. Yeah. And so, like, you know, he taught her everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is sexy in and of itself. God bless you, Christian. Right. You know? (laughs) Both of you. Right. Book you and write you. That's right. Um, because I did, I didn't hate Jamie Dornan. Like, I thought he was just, I thought they were both kind of dorky in the first book. And she's supposed to have been dorky. He was not. And I was very much stuck on Charlie Hunnam. Like, I don't care how hard he is. He could get, yeah, yeah, and yeah, all of it. He could have been all of it. And I could still see him doing it today and would have been fine with it. But I like Jamie Dornan. Once Mm -hmm. he, like, said his first, like, rude thing to her, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I like you. I'm gonna see where you can go. I mean, I don't really like your comb over right now, but we can fix right. that. The it's hair fine. was terrible. In the he first did, they didn't give him great hair. They gave him great clothes. Yes, but they didn't give him great hair. No. And then fucking jeans, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but then the second and third movies, and especially when he started to put on like the mm. gruffy beard and stuff. Yummy. And I like him now. I've yes. seen him in so many other mm-hmm. movies. He laughs at himself yeah. for being Christian Grey, but he did put himself out there. Oh, yeah. Both of them did. They put themselves yeah. out there. So let's talk about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you've never watched the movies... Shame on you. Also, this will, this run will you to, tears. to watch the second and third, because honestly, yeah. they're good movies. But yeah. let's talk about the sex scenes in the movies, specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. The personal nature of the sex scenes. And Jillian and I rewatched these movies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we could talk about this. But he is literally sucking on her nipples. He is in her crotch in real life in these movies. Yeah. The connection and personal relationship they had to have to make these movies is insane to me. Yeah. Because... They're acting, right? But, bitch, how'd your nipples get hard? Yeah. Because, and I'm not saying they fucked in real life, and honestly, I don't think they did, because Jamie Dornan is married, mm-hmm. and I don't know who, what's her, Dakota Johnson was dating at the time, right. but um, they were really, they're just really good friends. But can you imagine a sex scene, and there's movies where men are all in the nipples and whatever else, but. They are personal fucking sex scenes yeah. in these movies. Yeah. Like, full on up in my fucking business. Yeah. It was a little shocking to watch a rated R movie that was that sex specific for me. Right. Well, and I think, too, because the directors of this movie did have a hard time yeah. because the books are very explicit yes. with the sex, which, cause they can be. Yes. So we all read these books and we read this explicit sex. Mm-hmm. Some of us for the first time. And we're like, yep, these are my books from here on out. I have met right. my tribe. Um, but in the movies, there's no male nudity. No. Like during this time, there's no male nudity. So normally when you get a man, you get his ass and like his chest and that's about it. And like, they're barely touching the boob or they're like side boobing or they're just touching chest to chest. And Mm -hmm. you're like, nah, okay, whatever. But he's really in there and like taking off her panties and like you're seeing his poor fucking forehead between her legs. Like it's, he's, you know, he's in there. He's in there. 
So the trust that even their partners had to have for them to do this movie that gave them all billions of dollars. Like, I get it. But we had not seen sex, man sex, I guess is the best way, Mm -hmm. us being females in a very long time. Like, no, we did not get dick, but his pants went so low, you saw, like, pubic hair. Yeah. That was a thing we'd never seen before. We'd never seen, like, but it's real life. Right. It's absolutely real life. Like, there, you know, unless your dude shaves, like, you've right. got pubic hair. Yeah. You see, like, the side of the ass and the, or when he's fucking her and his pa- his pants are off or underneath his ass and you could see, like, his cheeks are, yeah. like, the muscle is yeah. tightening. And you're like, so yeah, you're ramming thrusting. something. Right. Yep. Yeah. And she wasn't shaved either. No. I mean, outside of legs, I'm talking about pubic hair. Like, yeah. she was not shaved. She was very, like meant to be shown a virgin but the thing is is in the second and third movies i don't think she was either no so I remember and i think too the reason that the movies blew up especially the first one was i think the people that read it are like how is this not going to be a porn right like how are they going to actually make this a movie that's r yeah. not ma because that was a problem that they had mm-hmm. is that they really needed it to be an r and not an ma how are we going to get the book as written into a movie without it being a porn. Right. And I will say they did a good job with that. Yeah. In general. But the second and third book for me was sexier. And I think it's just because they had the first one under their belt. So they kind of knew what they were doing. They did bring in BDSM experts. Yeah. So let's talk about the Red Room. Red Room. I have have thoughts and opinions about the Red Room. Because I feel like in the books... You've gotten more description about what the things in the red room do. Yeah. And she got to experiment yeah. with more. And like I learned some stuff. I'm like, well, yeah. hey, okay, let me look yeah. that up. Um, but in the books or in the movies, they went to all this trouble to get this amazingly kind of horrific looking red room. Right. And they didn't use the things in it. Right. Like there were a couple scenes. I mean, I didn't know what a flogger was before I started reading Fifty Shades, right? Mm -hmm. So, flogger, whip, paddle, I don't know, butt plug, nipple, clamps, whatever. Mm -hmm. You see all these things. And there's a point in which she goes in and she opens a drawer and she sees these things and he teaches her and shows her what a nipple clamp is, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't really experiment with a lot of things outside of the paddle when he, like, beats her ass and she's like fuck you i'm out yeah or the flogger you know they don't really use a whole lot of things you see rope yeah uh you have the bed that's covered in like weird vinyl or something like it can just be wiped down it's weird yeah but the red room in the movie is extensive but they don't really show her learning anything he just kind of throws her in there and is like Here's a flogger. This is what it feels like on your hand. Now I'm going to put it all over your body. And like, that's it. There yeah. really isn't a whole lot of a teaching moment in the movie. Yeah. Well, and then in the movie, there's a sound. Well, we could talk about the soundtrack separately, but yeah. there's an amazing soundtrack, which I did appreciate because mm-hmm. where we get these musical montages during their time in the red room in the books, he's talking shit. Yeah. And so I think we missed that. Yeah. Especially in the first book. Because he does have those shock and awe moments where he was trying to get her to agree Mm -hmm. to the contract, so to speak. And this was also, again, one of the first books that we ever read that had, like, a contract. You know, and now every book has a contract. 
but like you're almost like it's weird you don't have a contract really okay yeah next book yeah um but i just feel like they should have dirtied him up a little bit more like he's supposed to be yeah who had fit what 15 different living yeah. relationship chicks that were his slave or whatever you he told you that's what he had and she got jealous about it in the movies but in the books it's a really emotional thing because you understand what he did to these other girls and why she's so special. Right. And I feel like that was missed in the movies. Yeah. Nothing to do with the actors because they did great, mm -hmm. but if they weren't handed, you know, the material, they couldn't right. do it, but kind of a waste there. The dirty talk, I feel like he could have talked dirty more. Yeah. And then I also feel like we could have gotten more from yeah. the Red Room. Well, I think too, because there was the music montages and he wasn't talking dirty when he actually did talk dirty, it was kind of like okay yeah or but, just a one-liner right like it wasn't like it wasn't super believable in the movies just mm -hmm. because there wasn't a ton of it like you can't say one shocking dirty thing and then like have that last for the whole movie like that's not even who christian gray was right so i agree with you there it was definitely missed in the movie uh another reason why the books were better yeah i mean in general books are usually better you get more detail and yeah. You can't put everything in a movie. Well, and we recently reread the books. Yeah. So, like, I feel like the books still hold up all yeah. this time later. Yep. And the fact that it's already had movies and we've already seen them and, you know, whatever. The books still hold up to the shit I'm reading today. Yeah. It still makes me yep. have, like, those down-home yeah. table moments where yeah. it's really fun and you're like, oh, just to, like, experience this for the first right. time again. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like BDSM... That was like the first coming out of BDSM. And now when you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Oh, girl, I will let you know right now. Oh, boy. Here we go. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I have never in my life thought I ever wanted to be tied up until this movie came out. And then I was just like, yes, please. Here. Yeah, I right. would bring my husband. A I bought my husband a tie. <laughs> brought it to him. And he'd be like, so I guess what you're saying is like, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. All the time. Like there, before so that. Yeah. It wouldn't have really been a thing that, or I thought it would have been a frightening type thing because you've only ever seen it played yeah. out as a bad thing. We're supposed yeah. to think it's bad. It's supposed to be for sexual deviance. And I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Every time you can tie me yeah. up, tie me up. I like the blindfold. Mm -hmm. It like caused you in real life to experiment, right? I'm really surprised that you're not gagged on a recurring basis. <laughs> well, I don't shut up. So I'm also not surprised Bill doesn't just gag me not sexual nature, but... Just uh, every day, if he can just be like, can you just not I talk? Like, listen, I like to talk. <laughs> he could fucking deal with it. Also, I like to be able to breathe. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I know you don't like to breathe. You know, I mean, I don't want to like hold my breath, but right. I enjoy a choking sensation. Why? Well, yeah, we're listen, gonna stop we're right stopping. now, Brian. Getting divorced. Our husbands are gonna be like, "Shut <laughs> the fuck up." Okay, now would be a good time to take a break. This we'll a come, break. We'll come back with some some of our favorite and not favorite characters. There you go. We're back. Yay. Okay, let's talk about characters. Okay, so let's start with Taylor, the oh. driver, Christian Gray's driver. Movie Taylor, though? He's hot. So hot. I don't feel like his character was portrayed that way in the book. No. But I loved him in the movie. Yeah. They were, like, friends, I feel like, in the movie. I'm not sure that was portrayed either in the book. Yeah. I felt it was more... He was more, like, bodyguardish. Yeah. In the book. But in the movies, because he was so hot, all mm -hmm. I kept thinking of is, like, Max, 
can you go yeah. to the playroom? I'll be there in five minutes. Right. Oh, Christian, you can come too. Right. Um, I did like in the movie when he, when Christian shows up to Anna's place of employment mm-hmm. and gets like cable ties and shit. <laughs> um, when he leaves, he gets in the front seat. Yeah. To sit next to him, mm-hmm. which for me showed that they are more friends than employer and employee, which well, I liked. Also in the books, Taylor was kind of getting it on with the housekeeper. Yeah. And he was also a dad. Yeah. And in the movie, he was not. none of that happened. Yeah. None of those things. No. Uh, let's talk about a character I didn't love. Mia, his uh. sister, Christian Grey's sister. I, she was a character in the book. Yeah. And I didn't like or dislike her. She was just another character. Yeah. She was supposed to be like cute and chipper and fun in the book. And I got that. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, first of all, Rita Ora, terrible casting choice. Couldn't I don't stand her. Did not understand that at all. She is a terrible actress. Terrible. Hated her in the movie. She could have been written out for all I care. Mm-hmm. And what was the deal with all the changing hairstyles? I'm I'm over you. For, like, your whole two lines per movie. Right. Like, seriously. Because in the first movie, she literally had, like, two lines. Right. And that was it. Then the second movie, maybe a little bit. And then, obviously, in the third, yeah. she was a little bit more at the end. But still, I'm like, there's no purpose for you. No. Um, why are... It's not about you. It's not about what you're wearing. It's not about your different hair. It's not about the fact that they got you for the soundtrack. Like, none of right. that. Like, chill. I... Her chipperness in the movie just came off as super, like, fake. It was probably terrible acting in general. But yeah. I just didn't like her in the movie at all. And she's no. supposed to have, like, this good relationship with Anna... In the books, she does, but yeah. I, that was not portrayed in the movie either. No, like she called her once, right, while she was at work, right. Okay, and she was like, "I don't know what to get Christian for his birthday." Right. Okay. I just, you know, I didn't love her. No. Uh, Christian Gray's mom loved her. Loved her. Loved her. I, books and movies. I love her outside of this. Yes. Uh, book. Marsha Gay Harden. Yes, yeah, love her. She's amazing. But she played the mother character so well in this book perfectly yeah. loved it everything about her yep. is ju- i mean and i feel like she had more the same opportunity in the books that she did in the yes. movies like they made the character pretty close yeah. um and they did her very well right. the dad was a little bit more in the books than he was in the movies yep. you didn't really care much about him in the movies the brother was fucking smoking hot smoke show casey from yellowstone <sighs> Uh, but I felt he could have been more in the movies. I agree. In the books, I felt like the character of Elliot was a little bit yeah. more, especially because he was with Kate. Yeah. And although they did, they were together, you know, in the movies and he did show up, especially in the second and yeah. third, I just kind of feel like they wasted an opportunity of having someone yeah. like him. Right. He's a great actor. Well, he's supposed to be in the book. He's like this big playboy, right? Yeah. And that... I mean, it was said in the movie, but it was never really portrayed that way. Right. So I felt like they kind of missed a lot of things they could have done with his character. Yeah. Hated Jose. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care for him in the books either. I didn't like him in general in either book or movie. I love Kate. I love Kate too. Both. Perfect In the movies casting. and the books. However, something that happened in the books that I almost wish would have happened in the movies is, and I can't remember what party it was or whatever, but she, Kate, found the contract. 
Yeah. In the books, Kate found the contract and then went to Anna and was like, what the fuck? Because she needed to look out for her friend and knew that she was a virgin until Christian got his mitts on her. And then she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And none, they, they glossed over all that. Yeah. They missed that opportunity in the movie because yeah. they always wanted it to be like Kate was team Christian, right? which she still was. She just needed, it took her off guard and she needed yeah. to understand it. I mean, in the movie, she did say like, do you know what you're doing? Like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And she said it a couple times, but then it was glossed over outside of that. Yeah. So they did miss an opportunity there. I thought. Yeah. How do you feel about the casting of Mrs. Robinson? Oh, so I hated Mrs. Robinson in the books. I'm supposed to. Yeah. Um, And I love Kim Basinger. Yeah. So the fact that they picked her, I was down. Yeah. And then the only thing about her in the movie that I hated, was, or no, two things. One, that she didn't get more screen time. Yeah. Because she fucking deserved to be a more holier-than-thou cunt like Agreed. she was in the books. Agreed. Should have been able to have been the same holier-than-thou cunt in the right. movie. And two, what they fucking the wigs they put on her that hair was just is she no no stop she's supposed to be a hairdresser <laughs> she was supposed to be a hairdresser her in bangs the were in her face every time it was like bird nest died on top of her right. head and they spray painted it like white and then like no no they yeah they put horrible fucking wigs on her yeah she's horrible. supposed to be like this older classy classy woman and i feel like they didn't really make her that way no and they could have like why does she show up at mama's like costume masquerade ball in like pants like business pants what the fuck are you wearing you are mrs motherfucking robinson you need like a jessica rabbit outfit on come on girl um horrible i will say so let's let's back away from the characters now okay so in the book there is a point this we're gonna go to the masquerade party since you just mentioned it okay it reminded me okay while they're at the masquerade ball she supposedly dances with his therapist oh there's no therapist there is no mention of any kind at this party of a therapist she has a legit conversation in the book with his therapist and his therapist kind of has like a reassuring conversation with her about he's working on it. Like he really cares about you because at this point she did just get, I mean, back together with him. They weren't back together for that long. Yeah. And so she, in the book still had her reservations about being everything that he needed in a relationship. Yeah. So this conversation in the book was like a turning point for her. Like she talked to this therapist and realized like, okay, he really is trying. It's not just words. And there was no therapist. There was no dance. There was nothing of that mentioned in the movies. Yeah. They cut that character out completely. Which for me was, I feel like a disservice to the movie. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It was because... In the books, I think um, she had her inner goddess. Yeah. And that became a big thing. So you read these books, you know this. It became a big thing. So everyone just assumed when they made the movies, there was no way they were going to be able to have these inner goddess monologues Mm -hmm. that we got from the books. So you're fine with that because you're like, yeah, this bitch can't just walk down the street and talk to herself all the time. That's fine. Or they can do like Allie McBeal moments where they like switch to something weird. So I get all of that. 
but you didn't expect them to axe entire storylines because right. therapy was huge for Christian Grey right. throughout all three books. And it was kind of like when people weren't really talking about therapy or you should have been ashamed that yeah. you were in therapy. And he came out like, I'm rich, I'm hot, I'm amazing, but I'm fucked up. I'm 50 yeah. shades of fucked up. Yep. And I want this woman, so now I go to therapy. Right. Cool. That was the thing. His yeah. journey of like becoming better and becoming what she needed, but also not feeling like he needs certain things in a relationship. And that whole thing was X'd out. X'd out. I mean, and he's supposedly, the if you remember correctly, the way that the therapist was written in the book, he's hot. Yeah. He's hot and has a hot wife. And so you're like, that's a, you could have casted someone right. hot and amazing to be that little side character yep. for us. And you just chose not to. Right. Rude. Yep. Rude. Let's talk about Jack Hyde. Because he's like the enemy in the book. I'm so confused with him. Okay. So in the book, he was the enemy. He didn't, I mean, he was, he was like, bad. He was bad. Yeah. But like, whatever. Yeah. You know. But first of all, why do we have to put black eyeliner on Jack Hyde in the movie? Like, is that supposed to make someone look evil? I'm confused. I guess. I mean, it just feels like, and they made his eyes all red. Like, he looked coked out. That was the point. Like, I felt like they told this actor, who, by the way, is a hot motherfucking yes. dude. Right. And I've seen him in a ton of stuff. Right. And I'm like, I never would have picked you for this character. Because right. this character's mean and nasty. Right. And he had to get mean and nasty. And then it, like, they just told him, hey, go back to your trailer and, like, smoke meth and then come back and we're going to film the right. rest of you. Like, he had to look all coked out and ridiculous. But that's the thing. Makeup doesn't make someone mean. Like, I feel yeah. like he just couldn't portray that type of character. Like, yeah. just because you're wearing black eyeliner and... Sniff a couple times. And, right. And have your eyes looking weirdly rimmed with ripped clothes doesn't mean all of a sudden you're like this evil monster yeah i don't know i just didn't love what they did to him in the movie to portray him as like this evil man yeah well and it just for her in the movie it just seemed like all he did was flip his script one day and try to attack her in right. his office where in the books it's like, built up a little bit yeah. more and you're understanding he's one of those slow creeps right. like it takes you a minute to go is that inappropriate right Three encounters later, yep, that's inappropriate. Right. Well, and also, too, as a reader, you're like, girl, open your eyeballs. He's, yeah. like, being creepy. And, you know, she's naive and blah, blah, blah in the book. But in the movie, it was just, like, he did had one time, really, that was when he, you know, tried to sexually assault her in his office. Right. The times before that, I wouldn't necessarily say they were creepy. Slightly inappropriate for a work, maybe. Mm -hmm. But not, I don't know. It just wasn't written right in the movie, I don't I don't think. No. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, these hold up. They still hold up. They the books and the movies still hold up. It still is great. They did a lot of great things. This was just a fucking phenomenal yeah. you know, situation back in our day and it definitely made my trips become more frequent to Barnes and Noble. So yeah. I definitely opened up my eyes and started to learn what is out there. And because of that I have now read thousands of books right. and have my own different kinds of, like my smut is now categorized as right. opposed to the, oh, you're saying you read smut? That must just only mean Fifty Shades. No, no I got like, like right. just all these little subcategories of I mean, smut. Don't get me wrong, CEO Billionaire is a category. And it's still a good one. Right. 
and contract. Yes. I, I like I like yeah. I like to have a contract now. Yeah. Sex toys, I'm down. Anytime you want to introduce a new sex right. toy or use an, a current one in a new situation, yeah. I'll try anything once. Like I'm down for all of that. Right. Let's do it. I mean, I feel like that's what the books did, right? They yeah. made women feel like it's okay to be sexual. Yes. It's okay to be out with how sexual you are. Yep. I feel like men I feel like there was always a push and pull, like, if you use a sex toy in bed, like, you're a competition for me, yeah. like, as a man. Yeah. But that's not what a, a sex toy is supposed to enhance for both, right? Yeah. So, I feel like that's, this book made it okay. Yeah. So, today, I would reread all three books mm-hmm. every single time. I might skip the first movie because I didn't love it, but I would definitely rewatch and have rewatched two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not read the Christian Grey side books yet. Yeah. No, I haven't either. I bought them. Apparently I pre-ordered them because they showed right. up in my Kindle when we talked about this. And I'm like, oh, I've never read these. But, but now that I'm talking them. about it, I feel like I want to go back and read it because it's his side, right? His, his point, point of, view. of view. Yeah. So those are out. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, Fifty Shades worked out for everybody. Yeah. It definitely, in the book world, like we've said, you know, opened it up for us to not feel ashamed and, like, opened it up for so many people that, that had these stories in their heads and now they're successful authors mm-hmm. because they put them out there. Um, For the actors and stuff, like, for the movies, because of movies like Fifty Shades, we now have movies like 365 Days, right. which I appreciate. Not because it won awards or anything, right. but because people are fucking unfilled and it's okay. Yeah. Um, I also think that the actors that they gave us, like I've watched every Dakota Johnson movie and every Jamie Dornan movie mm-hmm. that they've made since yeah. because I really did enjoy them as actors. And this movie didn't ruin the perception of them as actors either. Like I don't no. watch Jamie Dornan in a movie and be like, no, he can only play Christian Grey. Yeah, Same no. With Dakota Johnson. No, I love, they make fun of themselves all the time yeah. for, you know, for doing this, but it took a lot of courage because they opened doors yeah. Because of these movies, there are now doors open to us to, you know, see Dick on film where right. we well, and honestly, to do you that. want to watch a sexy feature sometimes on TV without it being pornhub.com. Right. And I feel like this book series and movie started that. You have Sex Life, you have 365. I mean, there's quite a few movies now that are out where it's an R, it's not an MA. And I think it's becoming more frequent that that's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's not great for kids. Don't get me wrong. We're talking about adults. That's what parental parental controls are for. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, anywho. Yeah, that was our trip back to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Yeah, I liked it. What about next week? Next week, we are reviewing Skull King. Penelope Sky. Yep. Trilogy, Um, right? Yep. Sam's coming back. The return of Sam. Shh. It's going to be very interesting. I told her not to tell me anything about how she felt about it. And that's what we did last time. So if you guys want to remember, we did, we read a historical romance and brought our friend Sam on, who is a historical romance. That's her genre. Yeah. Um, And we had never read one before. So we read a Lisa Kleypas book and we talked about it and we talked about how we just couldn't make it and those type of environments. Well, we've now made her read one of our books. Yeah. Mafia Smut. 
So she's had to read the Skull King. Oh, so boy. we're going to come back and we're going to have Sam on again and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a blast. So fun. See you next week. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.